0: What is up Packers fans? Welcome back to the Quick Slants podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I'm your host Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter at Jason Perrone. You can follow Game On Wisconsin at Game On WI. What in the bloody hell was that? The Packers make their first trip to London. The final team in the NFL to play a game overseas after... Quite a bit of fanfare and in a game where they were facing an undermanned New York Giants team, both three and one. First time two teams over five hundred face each other in London. A chance to play in front of fans who have followed the Packers from afar for so long. And the Packers end up laying a colossal egg and losing twenty-seven to twenty-two to a giants team that came to london to play a football game. The Packers just came to London. That's all they did. They just came to London. Clearly they thought they needed only show up and they'd head back to the states with a dub. Or oh, just a really pathetic look effort and preparation by Green Bay who had a 17 to 3 lead at one point. Didn't score a single point in the second half. Never came out to play the final 30 minutes. They underestimated the Giants, it's obvious. They gave up 14 fourth quarter points and they return home after a long, long flight home as losers. Nine and a half point favorites at kickoff. And this loss is the biggest upset in the league so far this season. It's also the biggest upset loss for the Packers since Mike McCarthy's final game in 2018 against the Cardinals. So the Packers are now three and two and they will line up next Sunday. They have six days. To get reacclimated to Central Time and host the Jets, so the Packers squander away a game, just absolutely pissed this game away. So, a little bit of a language alert in this this show because I'm not going to mince words. Got a lot of things to say about the takeaways. This game ended very early in the day. So I've had a lot of time to gather a lot of thoughts and information and stats and hear a lot of comments and from players, fans, everybody else alike. And I'll just simply start out by saying I am, I'm underwhelmed by this Packers team at this very moment. The coaching staff, the players at this early point in the season are not, they're not doing anything for me here. This, you know, they they were called an ugly three and one team coming into this game and now they're three and two. And I think the shoe certainly fits. As we stand here today, I think it's ugly as is is an appropriate word. When these Packers look bad, when Matt LaFleur's Packers look bad, they go full moon, both cheeks squarely out. Two weeks in a row in games that they should have won easily. They had to survive New England last week and Bailey Zappi making his first NFL appearance and this week, it's a hobbled, although it seems to me like the ankle injury that Daniel Jones had may have been overstated. Uh, you know, and, and the Giants team that was undermanned. A lot of receivers out. I called for more metal, more moxie when the chips are down. This team just did not have it. They just did not have it. And they really don't this season. Not right now. Not based on what we've seen. Matt LaFleur wasn't thrilled with having to go to London telegraphed it in his press conferences leading up to the game this week. Russell Douglas also expressed not being a fan. He's played in these games before. He, he didn't love going to London. Didn't have a lot of great things to say about it. He didn't have a very good game. And we'll talk more about the defense in a bit. A lot of coach speak from Matt LaFleur after the game. We'll have to look at the tape. We'll clean it up. I have to be better. Broken record. He doesn't seem to have any answers. His players don't seem to have many answers when they're down, when they're losing, when things aren't going according to plan. And I go back to my open letter to the team before the season started, and it's apparent that Matt LaFleur's teams just do not have a high interest in evolving and responding to this adversity. They just really don't. They, don't. they don't have it. The universe has to fall just right, and things will be just fine for this Packers team, but you throw anything off. You throw anything off at all. And this team is really struggling to handle it. You knew you were going to London. You play the games that are on your schedule. I don't care how much you do or don't like playing in this game. You don't get my sympathy. I expect you to line up play a game, have your team ready to play, and go play a football game, a full game. You didn't do it. You failed. Some of the players after the game said they were tired, right? They were out of sorts, well, this is Matt LaFleur's fourth go-around. He still, he still seems to have a problem getting his team prepared for some of these more daunting road games. Figure it out. You've won all these games. You've got all these accolades. You've been historically good in the regular season. Is it starting to hollow a little bit here? I don't think we're quite there yet, but the questions are going to pile up. The Packers, are they front runners? Is Matt LaFleur a front-running head coach? We can't ignore the rigors of travel right? Humans, I mean, it's, you know, jet lag is a real thing going into a a different country, a different time zone, but the Giants had to fly out and play a game. Last week, the Vikings had to fly out and play a game from about the same distance as the Packers. They won their game. They won the game they were supposed to win. There aren't no do-overs. There's no excuses. So now the Packers are three and two and they have to get home and figure out how to be better. Without a break, they don't get a bye. They'll be taking on a Jets team that handled their division rival Dolphins on Sunday in a game that obviously the Jets should have won, and they did in big-time fashion, 40-17. Talk about winning a game you're supposed to and making it look like that. That's what we expected the Packers to do in this game. Not only did they not play well and did they not win big, they didn't win at all. So as for the game itself, the Packers get the early lead. They're running the ball. The defense is making some stops. It looks like this, this thing is going to go well. Again, like I said, they are up 17-3 at one point. They had a 20-10 lead at the half. And then whoever the overlord of play calling is completely threw out what was working, and they went into 2018 mode. Hero ball, 2018 mode. It was the Aaron Rodgers shot play shit show. No other way to to phrase it. Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, equally with the calls and checks at the line that just don't work. Second half, Aaron Rodgers looks terrible. Matt LaFleur calling a terrible game. All around. These Packers embarrassingly panic when they lose momentum. And I'm not talking about when they're down two possessions. When they lose a a, a double-digit lead, they start to panic. You know, even with the lead, they act like they're down two scores. I. They had 20 runs for just under 100 yards, including a failed jet sweep by Christian Watson, who once again finished the game on the sideline with an injury. It's a, this one's a hamstring. He's been a no-show so far in his young career. He can't stay healthy. Apparently, they don't trust him with the route tree. He can doesn't 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 go out wide. He's a gadget player. He's a running back. Last week, he scored a touchdown. It was a rushing touchdown. Aaron Jones finishes with 13 carries. A.J. Dillon had just six. Aaron Rodgers threw the ball 40 times and threw it terribly in the second half. Deep ball. Garbage. Off. Not there. Go up and make a play, Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard did not go up and make the play. Defenses are not fooled by these quick snap attempts and trying to get 12 men on the field. Receivers. Couldn't get any separation from a secondary. I had to check the roster for the Giants. I didn't even know who these corners were that the Packers receivers can't get any separation from. Both of the final passes were batted. Not a single attempt to run the ball at the end of the game inside the five-yard line. When they didn't run on third down, you knew they couldn't run on fourth. So it was two passes that got batted down. Game over. Everybody knows what Rodgers' M.O., is and what his angle is with these quick passes and trying to outsmart defenses they've caught up there are no answers the Packers were just four out of ten on third down in this game Justice Mosqueda said that every time the Packers get punched in the mouth Rodgers takes three shot plays and they punt that is what the second half was it was just it was a shit show that's what I said earlier that's what it was Rodgers throws twice at the end of the game like I said Not a a run. I mean, I I don't, I'm not an all-22 wizard. I don't know if that was the right call. I don't know if that's what Lafleur called. I don't know if that was the right thing for Rodgers to call. I just know that the Green Bay Packers have a, a, a major player issue right now. They're not playing well. They completely disappear for long stretches of games. In the opener against the Vikings, they didn't score any points at all until the third quarter. They only had seven points in that game. Week two against the Bears. They scored 21 points in the second quarter. The offense finally comes alive. They scored six points the entire rest of the game. Thank God it was the Bears, and they hung on and won the game. Week three against Tampa, who were without receiver Mike Evans. they The Packers scored 14 points in the first half, zero points in the second half. Had to hang on and win that game against a depleted Bucks team. Last week against the Patriots, that was the most even distribution of points they've had in a game they still needed overtime to win. They flirted with disaster against the Giants. And in this game, they effed around and they found out, as they say. The offense is just what it is with Rodgers running it. You don't ever go into a game not liking your chances with him under center. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is washed or he's not a good quarterback. He is not playing well right now. There's a difference. I still want Aaron Rodgers under center. He is not playing well. And it's okay For us to call him out on that. I know he knows that. He said as much. But he's not going to just morph himself. Or the offense into something else. Maybe not even what Matt LaFleur wants the offense to be. This is what it is. Rodgers is Rodgers. We have to live and die by his greatness. And also his limitations in the offense that he's running right now. LaFleur after the game was asked about Rodgers. Some of the checks at the line. LaFleur... Double down defended Rodgers, said he's been great. The defense just didn't hold on to the lead. Sounded like maybe a little frustration from the head coach to the defensive coordinator. And does the defense eventually get tired of hearing that they are doing enough while the quarterback avoids the same level of blame? And the defense has not been great in stretches. They've definitely had their struggles. And Joe Barry's taken a lot of criticism for his aggressiveness or lack thereof. But they have played some really, really good stretches of, of games. And I think that the blame constantly falling on the defense when the offense is gone for half of the game, that's eventually going to resonate in a different way with different players. And the question is, will it eventually cause a divide? Because it's like, hey, where's the blame to be laid out on on everybody? You know, we're not at the point where there is a divide. It's just a question. And winning fixes all, all of this stuff. And again, this was just one game. But the Packers, need to, to, they need to win. They need to get back on track. They need to keep this from becoming a pattern. If they go out and they look like butt against the Jets, it's going to get bad really fast. Rodgers heard Jair Alexander's comments about how Jair said he's not worried about the defense right now, but if they lose next week to the Jets, it's going to be a different story. Rogers didn't want to hear that. He didn't want that kind of energy being put out in the universe. Didn't like hearing it. He wasn't trying to slam on Jair by saying that, but you have different levels of frustration in the locker room. You've got players saying, hey, I'm getting sick of this real fast. It needs to get fixed. Like, I'm I'm giving it one more week. Whereas Aaron Rodgers is basically saying, like, hey, namaste, right? Everybody chill out. Good thoughts, good vibes. And, you know, that the, while the defense wasn't great, the offense had plenty of its own failures. I mean, honestly, this Packers team is is kind of, it kind of has me bored overall. I mean, that's not easy to do. Over my decades following the, the team, there have definitely been some very not exciting Packers teams, but most of those were way back when I was a kid. Not any time in the last three decades. But this year's squad is kind of making it easy. I mean, they just disappear. It's just boring to watch. Their best players from yesterday's game, Mason Crosby and Pat O'Donnell. I don't know that you want your punter and your place kicker taking that honor home. And give credit to the Giants; they were in that, uh, you know, they were in that game. What we wish the Packers were: show some resolve, some metal, some fight. Play, execute defensively. Since we've alluded to it a couple times, also not a great day. I'm not going to just pile on the offense and Aaron Rodgers and not running the football. The defense had a two-score lead. They weren't able to keep it. I mean, they were on the field for, for long stretches. Get off the field. Couldn't get pressure on, on Daniel Jones. Just one sack. Understandably, they had some trouble against Saquon Barkley. And they were but they were severely outschemed. The Giants got guys open. Guys named Bob, Joe, Mark. I don't know who they were. They got open. They caught balls. It looked like the Packers of 10 years ago. No one in the middle of the field. Giants running misdirection and somebody's just running free all over the place. Daniel Jones, 21 of 27. The Giants were 6 of 11 on third down. The Packers came in, had been so good on third down. They hadn't allowed a third and long leading into this game and they got they got torched. The secondary looked out of place. Eric Stokes in zone. It just seems like a gross misuse of his speed and his what he does well. He doesn't have a single pass breakup this season on the stat sheet. Is that him soft or is that him being played softly, Joe Barry? I I don't know. Darnell Savage with another lackluster showing. I think we can maybe start to break out the underachieve word. I don't know if I'm I'm quite ready to call him a bust, but for where he got drafted, he is severely underperformed. And we're not going to see a breakout for him. Everyone's like, oh, Darnell Savage breakout season. He is what he is. He's an average safety. He's an average to below average first round safety. We had one of those before Savage. And we couldn't manage to upgrade that with the Savage pick. The first safety taken in the 2019 draft. We'll see what the tape shows when those who do great work breaking it down. Not me, but when when they tell us what they saw, we'll see how the grades come out. We'll see what what ends up coming out and who really had good, good bad games. Um, Matt LaFleur, leading up to this game, seemed to be signaling to Joe Barry this week that he wants more aggressiveness. Now, he had to do this last year. He had to have a heart-to-heart with Barry and tell him to be more aggressive. Here we are again. Despite whatever that effort was by LaFleur, it didn't work. More soft zone, and the Packers still got beat on defense. TJ Slayton says he was surprised the Giants continued to run bootleg with Daniel Jones. The Giants did this a ton last week. This is on film. This was what they do. There shouldn't have been a single surprise that they're running boot. Slayton said they got confused when they didn't see what they practiced. It just came down to playing football and they didn't do it. Communication mistakes. This secondary does not know how to pass off a receiver to save their lives all the raise the roof signs and they've got all these hand signals and everybody's making all these checks and communication and Hey, you this and you that they don't do it. It doesn't matter. It's all just a bunch of might as well be doing jumping jacks out there. They can't, they just can't do it. No turnovers. You know, at, at this point, it's really honestly not even worth trying to place more blame on, on Joe Barry or The players, the players aren't playing well. Joe Barry's not being very aggressive. This Packers team is just flat out average. This defense is not anywhere near as good as we thought they were. And we need to just we need to call it like it is. We need to just acknowledge we overshot our expectations and what this defense is. At least right now. I mean, they they can turn into something and they can get hot and they can start playing some really good football. They can put together a stretch where they don't give up any points in the whatever quarter or the second half and get a bunch of turnovers. Right now. They're average to below average. There's so much talent on the defensive side of the football. It's almost impressive to the true definition of the word impressive that Joe Barry, that these players aren't just making plays on their own with their talent, regardless of the defense that they're put in. So it's like the calls aren't great and the players aren't making the plays. So, I mean, back to to what Slayton said about just playing football, the Packers really don't seem to have that guy who makes a play despite the call, the scheme, the assignment. I'm not saying go rogue, but football players just, you know, they see what's going on in front of them and they react to it. Regardless of what the play call is, tackle the ball carrier, catch the ball, make the play. Just football players. Just play the game at some point. Lafleur seemed to lay a fair amount of blame on the defense for not holding the lead. He was more supportive of, of Aaron Rodgers when he was asked about the failed drive at the end and whether Rodgers was running what was called. He said, hey, Aaron Rodgers has been great for us. He just, the defense wasn't able to hold on to the lead. Again, is everybody on the same page with this team? I mean, this, this team needs everything to go well or nothing goes well. And they just sulk into the next series, game, week, whatever. These Packers in particular so far are really benign. They're very vanilla. They're very boring. They don't worry anyone. The Jets are not coming into Lambeau next week worried about taking on the Packers on the road. They smell blood in the water. The Jets. Digest that. And I mean, most of the tweets after the game I saw from fans, Packers have no heart. They've got no fire. They're wallpaper. They're, they're just, right now, they're a very disjointed and uninspiring bunch so far. Robert Tunyon talked about how the past two teams lost confidence late in the season. That was a big part of why they couldn't get anything done in the playoffs. This year's team seems to be trying to fix that by losing their confidence now. Like, let's go through that now early. So the question is, can they regain it? I'm not putting any money on that right here today. I don't know. They may not need to. They might just start playing well. Maybe this is gonna end up being a game that we laugh about. And just, it was a stinker. In London. Okay, weird game. Chalk it up. I mean, I said the Packers were gonna finish 11-6. If that's the case, they got four more games to lose. They gotta lose to somebody. And you could do a lot worse than a Giants team that's now 4-1 and one and maybe just finding ways to win and maybe they're better than we thought. So... That's, you know, that's, that's fine. But this, this was a really bad game for the eyeballs. It was, it just was very, very lackluster. And I guess if you're, if you're Joe Barry on defense, because you shouldn't need your boss to jump in and tell you how to do your job. So I tweeted and said, look, with Slayton talking about making adjustments. And the question is, if you're Joe Barry is, are you not making adjustments quickly or appropriately or do you not think that your players are good enough what what is the issue like what is what is the issue because if you feel if you believe in your players and you think your players are good enough then if you're not making an adjustment you're not doing your job offensively Lafleur and Rodgers have got to get on the same page Aaron Jones talks after the game. He he rarely said anything disparaging. And I don't think it was disparaging. But they asked him how he felt about not getting the ball at all on third and fourth down at the end of the game. And he said, my money's on me or or AJ to get that, get those yards. They only needed a couple yards for a first down. You've got new life and you can try to get in the end zone. And try to tie up this game and send it to overtime. Two throws, both batted in the air one almost picked off game over things are not great right now this game was very very ugly so here come the Jets so over the years we've seen the Packers respond in this to this situation in every possible way I mean we've seen them go out and blow the doors off of an opponent we've seen them go out and lose another game we've seen them go out and win a close one maybe another overtime game we've seen them go out and just barely get beat and it's frustrating, but they lose another game. It's it's Matt LaFleur's old friend, Robert Sala. He's coming in. LaFleur has struggled against former colleague Kyle Shanahan. He's dominated former colleague Sean McVay. So what are we going to see with Sala? Who's in the AFC? So this is not going to establish any sort of a pattern or solve any riddles. These guys are not going to see each other every year, right? It's an NFC, AFC game. But LaFleur needs to outcoach his opposition. He needs to get this team on track fast because these kinds of ugly performances, when they start to stack, and again, this is one game. I know it's not a stack, but they didn't look good in week one either. So the two losses they have this season have been really not great. And even uh, some of their victories weren't great. These losses stacking up, they don't do good things for football teams, especially one that expects to win and and has big goals. So it's... It's an all around issue with these Packers, and hopefully they can regroup and get it back together. We've seen it happen before. I'm not going to sit here and start citing seasons where it happened, but I know I'm thinking of a couple seasons just in my own head, off the top of my head right now, where the Packers went through a rough stretch and still ended up having a very successful season, getting into the postseason, winning postseason games. They may have even won a Super Bowl in some of the seasons that I'm thinking of as well. But we'll save that talk for later on. This is week five. There's a lot of football left to be played in front of these Packers. This was one game. We don't need to sound the alarms, but man, did it look like dog poo. And that's what we need to call it. And and the Packers need to own it and just admit they failed. They had a lead. They couldn't hold on to it. They didn't play four quarters. Once again, this formula of not playing a complete game is failing this very talented Green Bay Packers team. And again, like I said before, there are no do-overs. You either do or you don't. And in this game, the Packers didn't. More good content coming up this week at Game On Wisconsin. The Quick Slants podcast will be back as usual next week after the Jets game. I hope it's a much more... Upbeat, uplifting message. And the Packers, after returning to their real home field of Lambeau Field, get another win, get back in the win column, start to write the ship. Really enjoyed the vibe over in London. Thought it was really cool. Fans came out. You knew it was going to be a little bit of an off day as far as when they chant, when they don't chant, all that kind of stuff. You know, you're in you're in a different country. I hope everybody that went over there had a great time. Everybody was safe getting there, getting back. And it's just good to have the Packers back in in Green Bay. And all their travel from this point forward will be domestic. So no more excuses. Packers need to get back on track. And it starts with this week of prep. And it starts with getting ready to take on the New York Jets. Thanks for riding along with me. A bit of a longer one today, but obviously had a lot to say after this game and all of the things that we saw in it. Hopefully the Packers... Uh, can write the ship quickly and they have a good week of practice. Everybody enjoy your week. Hope you're off to a great start. Take care of yourself wherever you're at and as always no matter what go pack go. Off play action back to the road Prescott with time right. Listen the middle for the Antichrist. Intercepted. 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 Dyer Alexander to the 20. Cutting left 25-30. He's got an escort to the 35. Here's an offensive close for 50 and in the Dallas territory.